0: hi
1: hi how are you doing
0: good how are you
1: i'm doing well so how's your how's your summer been with all this going on
0: um it's been nice it's we have i'm in san diego we have some june gloom going on right now and i'm working a lot so not a ton of summer stuff but gotcha yeah. but it's been so, nice uh,
1: so i got to cross paths with you while i was at coastal a couple times cool um when we got to come up and uh, play against you guys in uh, Chapel Hill, yeah. So that was kind of my first meeting you in a way, and then I actually got to run into, um, run into, and actually work with a couple of your teammates, um, uh, Ari Tonti,
0: yeah, who from yeah. Coastal.
1: So she I got to work something. with her. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will, so cool. I will, oh yeah, uh, I will let you introduce yourself. Um, and then kind of your journey in volleyball and, um, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so my name's Casey Jacobs. Um, I started playing volleyball when I was 13. Um, I played at a couple super small clubs and then I played at Wave Volleyball Club in San Diego. Um, I went on to play at Carolina, Go Heels. Um, I played there for four years, um, won an ACC Championship in 2016. It was a great time. I love Chapel Hill, I'll be a Tar Heel for life. Um, but during that time at Carolina, I was a part of a demo group like the Art of Coaching does touring clinics, and they did one at Chapel Hill. Um, and I was on the team. So we were part of the live demo group like doing drills and stuff on the court. Um, and then I didn't really think about it after that until I got home. I graduated, came home to San Diego, started coaching at Wave, and Brennan Dean, our director, tech gave me, a, sent me a text, and was like, "Hey, the art coaching is doing another video. Do you want to be a part of it?" And I was like, "Sure, great, sounds good." So I showed up. I met Terry again. He gave me his card, and it said Encinitas, and I was like, "What? Like you're based here?" I had I had no idea, um, and. So I, I, I went home, and he was so cool. And I, I went home and I told my mom, I was like, dude, this guy, Terry, is so sick. Like, he's a living legend. I would love to work for him. Um, and she was like, wait a second, are you talking about Terry Laskiewicz? And I was like, how on earth? She's not a volleyball person. I was like, how do you know Terry Laskiewicz? What on earth? Um, and apparently, she and my dad, um, played rec soccer with him and his wife before I was born. It was the weirdest coincidence. So I I emailed him and I was like, Hey, Terry, like, by the way, my parents say hi, like, hi. (laughs) Um, Also, here's my resume. (laughs) Um, And yeah, here we are. I work for the Art of Coaching now. Um, I'm in their sales department. So I do like sales operations. I track the sales. it's a lot of like data entry and stuff. Um, and I also sell our new app, so that's where I'm at
1: now. Okay. So, um, you would say it was more of like a, uh, divine intervention. Oh, absolutely. Anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: I was um, at a job
0: at the time that I just, I, it was not for me. It's a, it was medical device sales. Um, mm-hmm. and I just, I just wasn't passionate about it. It was super high stress. Um, and I was looking for other things. I didn't even know where to start really though. And it just kind of fell in my lap, you know? So yeah, it was definitely divine intervention. It was great.
1: Which was actually um, what kind of put you in my mind to, to bring you on was that video that was posted on their um, social media. Uh, oh yeah, our uh, experience. yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: well,
1: and I think it was um, a passing tutorial. Yeah. You- um that's kind of what 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 led me to like look you up and I was like I know she looks familiar I know I've seen her before. Yeah. So uh yeah it's it was it's was just one of those things I had to bring you on um you know you've you've got the background from you know the west coast and east coast so you've seen the two different styles of volleyball and how things mesh and yeah. um my big question is is why Well, my my first one is going to be a UNC? and C
0: Well, um, I was being recruited by a few different schools at the time, um, my, I think my sophomore year, Um, and I knew that I was going to end up back in San Diego, um, because I love San Diego. But I I mean, so I wanted to go somewhere completely new and different for a little while, Um, mostly Midwest and West and East Coast, excuse me. Schools were recruiting me anyways, um, and Carolina was easily the best fit. I was, I, I knew that I would love a small town, small college town, big sports. Like, just the culture of it was an absolute perfect fit for me.
1: So what was uh, – who was your favorite, like, opponent to play against?
0: Oh, Duke, 100%. I love yeah. playing Duke. We hate Duke. I have teammate like, former teammates, Katie Bates, played on – Duke, we played together at uh, Wave in high school. She's a year ahead of me, but um, we played together on an 18s team. I was playing up and we went to, we got second place um, at JOs that year. And then the next year, we have so many pictures of us together, like me and Carolina shirt. She's in a Duke shirt. So I (laughs) love, but yeah, no, I, I, we hate Duke. It was so fun playing Duke. They're super scrappy. It was always a very gritty game.
1: Mm.
0: Lots of passion, lots of emotion. It was so fun. Always fun, yeah.
1: Yeah, and walking into that facility is, I don't know, it seems so much smaller and tight-packed than than, than you see on TV.
0: Absolutely. It looks
1: absolutely enormous when you watch a game. Yeah. Basketball or something, just because there's so many people. Mm -hmm. And to walk in there and then to, like, experience it, it wasn't, like – underwhelming. It was more like historical, like, okay, this yeah. is this is big. Yeah. Uh, what? So uh, like looking through your bio and your stats and everything kind of, you know, how your story went through uh, in UNC. Um, I know with with D1, uh, a lot of time I have athletes who say, I want to play Division One. Uh, and I usually tell them, you know, you have on top of whatever year you're at right now, it's a four-year commitment. After that, and wow. it's it's your life. And there's a lot of times where you'll end up. And it's okay. You'll you'll end up maybe not playing the first two years or not playing that much. Um, and I know as you progress, you end up playing more and more and more. Um, I know for the years I got to see you play were the last two years of your career there. Yeah. Um, and you know, just by looking through some of your, like your your stats and everything is when you really took hold on the team in a defensive standpoint. So, like, kind of explain to everybody what it was like to, you know, you, you don't get a lot of court time at first. You know, just because you get recruited doesn't always mean that you're the best and that you're going to start. But you do, you know, like it shows just, you know, even just on paper, you know, it shows that you have that potential and you are – going to be on the court at some point?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, everyone who gets recruited, everyone who gets a scholarship to play, especially at the D1 level, was a superstar back home. You know, everyone in their high school knew their name, they all knew they were going where they were going, it was a big deal. And then you show up, and you're surrounded by superstars, you know, all these athletes were also superstars back home where they're from they're all older than you, they've had all this experience. Um, And you start playing, you realize that the game is every single aspect of it is faster, harder, tougher, you know, like the serves are harder, the hits are harder, the defense is scrappier, like it's, it's a it's a whole different sport. Um, So you have to get used to that for sure. Um, Along with just adjusting to moving away from home. And all the other stresses that that might um have on you as a as a young woman, um, so yeah, you have to adjust to all of those things, but stay passionate, stay steady, um just keep grinding like you're you're that's how it's supposed to go you know you're not supposed to it's exceptional when you show up as a freshman and and completely you know fall out so you know, like it your coaches expect you to get better and better and better as you progress through the years. That's just naturally how it would work, you know, with with experience and um, like exposure to the to the pace of the game in college, um, you just get better as you as you go on. Right. Um, so as a freshman, yeah, it's tough when when you're suddenly not seeing any core time when you're used to being a starter all the time and it, you didn't even have to think about it. but Um, it's humbling, which is a a good thing. Um, And it's tough. And it's, that's what's so exciting about it when you finally get to, you know, be on the court and contribute to the team in that way. Um, It makes it all the more worth it. Knowing that you've put that work in and you've, you've grinded, you've done all the extra things, you've showed up early, you've left late, all that stuff um, pays off. Finally, it's really exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and that's that's always the hardest first step. I think after you make that first step, it gets easier. I mean, yes, especially when you walk in that that preseason's really scary.
0: Yes, yes, it is.
1: Yeah. So, um, I know when like when when I transitioned, I played club ball in college just because where we went or where I went didn't have a NCAA team yeah. and I played a lot of USA League. So, uh, I mean, even then, you still have. The older athletes or the more experienced ones, they kind of take you under their wing. You have someone that mentors you in a way. Mm-hmm. Who is your like? Who is your junior, senior mentor or sophomore?
0: It was definitely Tatiana Durr. Um, she's actually from San Diego as well. She's two years ahead of me. Um, she's still an older sister to me. Um, she's a fantastic person. She really like just wrapped me up. She was very real with me. She always told me the truth, um, whether I liked it or not. Um, but not in a harsh way. It was mm-hmm. in a very comforting way where I knew that she cared about me very much as a person. Um, and she is one of the hardest workers I know. So it was. It was. Yeah, she was definitely a role model.
1: Now, who was who was your little when it came down um, to?
0: Yeah, it was probably Greer Mosman. Um, she, she's also from San Diego. Um, the San Diego kids got to stick together on the East Coast, I guess. Um, but yeah, so we actually played at rival high schools. Um, and she showed up. She's extremely energetic, endlessly optimistic, positive. She's like Tigger from Winnie the, Winnie the Pooh. You know exactly, like bouncing all over the wall. So excited. Um. I think. It it was. It was hard to see her light dim a little bit as you know as she realized that wow this is really hard and I'm not as you know much of a superstar as I was told in high school. Um. So we kind we latched onto each other. Um and. You know, I'd like to think I was like her Tatiana. Just, you know, helping her through the lows um, that came with being a college volleyball player so far from home. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So I know it's it's uh it's always fun to have that person you look up to. You know, it's uh for me it was always it was always someone in the same position as me. Mm-hmm. Or it was my like opposite role. Like I played the barrow, so my opposite role was my middle. And it was always because if they didn't block right or something, I was screwed. Yeah. So I usually bonded with them more, quicker, mm-hmm. and then it was probably outsides after that, just because of serve receive. And I know my my funniest moment with that was uh, playing out his zone six, and we were playing um, West Virginia, and. Uh, my middle mistimed a block and they had like a seven foot middle at that, like that year. And I ran from baseline to 10 foot line and just stuck my arms out. And I mean, when you Cross feel a finger. ball, yeah, I was just hoping I didn't, I didn't get hit in the head. Yeah, you, know, you, you feel that ball go right past one of your arms. And I kind of looked at it and went, you can't do that again or I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is one of those moments where you have fun though. Like even though yeah. it's, It's kind of like, okay, I don't know if this is going to happen, but we're going to learn we're going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's Uh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, 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 you're fine.
0: I I was going to say there's always been an on the court relationship and an off the court relationship. Um, So like, even with Catherine Esther Lee, who was one of our middles, she ever missed an assignment. And I was like, Catherine, are you, are you serious?
1: or she like
0: I miss an easy dig and she was like I did my job like what are you doing you know like we could have that banter on the court off the court we're absolutely best friends and that's like I mean all of it all of the sweat the tears like all of it is so fun even when it's bad because you know it's the it's the sport like it's so fun.
1: Yeah and then you know you have I'm going to jump back to kind of how you were saying, like there you have so many San Diego kids that, that end up with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you end up getting those coaches. They 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 find those little like honey holes of players. And, yes. you know, you start trailing. You just kind of go back and you and – it's not like reliving in high school. But you're like, you know, I get to see all the top 1% of people I played against and now they're going to be my teammates. So yeah. it, 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 it. I, I think it's. That's one cool thing about college, is you know you still get to have a little bit of that rivalry, and you still get to kind of throw those accomplishments, accomplishments in each other's faces, you know, yeah. even as teammates. But then you're like, okay, now we, you know, you know, I got this dig, you didn't. Well, you, you know, senior year, you sucked. So, <laughs> you know, and it's. I think, I think things like that kind of help to lighten the mood, especially when there's a bad practice or, you know, you know that you're both competing for the same spot in one way or another. I mean, there's been plenty of times where I've watched athletes that either play at the same school or play at rival schools or same conference schools that play on the same club team. And you can see, like, you can see them butt heads and it's positive. Yeah. It's, it's still fun to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know with with Katie, there's one moment, I think it was my junior year, because I was playing libero, because Mia was injured. So I was playing libero, and she was outside. She absolutely nailed the ball, like, hit my chest, like, I didn't dig it. It completely blew me up. I remember, like, we looked at each other, and we were like, yep. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really fun to still have those connections, yeah.
1: So how are you? How are you staying involved in volleyball? I mean, I know you said you're coaching at Wave still. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what are you doing outside of like Wave and uh, AOC?
0: Um. Well, during quarantine, I taught my boyfriend how to pepper. <laughs> that was cool. He's six eight. He played basketball at UCSD. So he's an athlete already. So he'll, I keep telling him, like, if you just train, if you let me coach you, we'll be, we'll be AVP in a month. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that and just, you know, beach volleyball with my friends whenever I can, whenever we can all get together. Yeah. Well,
1: that's good. I am mean, I'm, I'm, I take you, you're still doing those traveling clinics and stuff like that as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, this year would have been, so I just joined a... AOC probably like six months ago
1: Um,
0: yeah about six months ago Uh, so this year would have been my first like year of traveling with them for clinics obviously we had to we had to cancel them so hopefully next year Um, but yeah the traveling is something I'm excited for it'll be cool to see the cities.
1: Yeah now where now where are you guys located for all your clinics or what did you have already lined up?
0: We had a Chapel Hill one, which is so, it's such a bummer. I was so excited um, to go back there. Yeah, it's its always fun being in Chapel Hill. So we had Chapel Hill lined up, uh, Chicago. We had, oh, shoot. We, I mean, we had like six others. I can't remember where all of them were. I think there was a Tampa one. That one was in. January, though. So that one actually happened. Um, I was only going to I think four of them just because of my conflicting coaching schedule, we had tournaments and stuff. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of travel. It was all over. Yeah, all over the country.
1: Uh, now, what so, so explain, explain how you felt going through those like bittersweet moments with your senior season?
0: Oh yeah, I think, I mean, I look back on my senior season as easily my favorite. Um, I think I finally was able to understand my role. Um, I'm disappointed that it took me that long, but um, it was such a sweet season where we all just, we were rebuilding because my junior year, we had a lot of injuries. Um, and then we had a lot of transfers, our coaching staff left besides our head coach, uh, Joe Segula. Um, so we had new coaches, half the team was brand new. Um, but we were all so bought in. The entire team was on the same page, ready to go, ready to do whatever the coaches asked. Um, our new coaches came in and were absolutely incredible. Some of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, they, I mean, yeah, it was, an, it was a fantastic season. And even though like, I, I don't look at it as a wins and loss season, because um, it all was so special. We were all learning and investing, um, the high easily was beating Duke at Duke. It was the <laughs> first time that we had beat Duke at Duke was my senior year. It was a five set match come from behind in the fourth set down like 20 to 24 I think it was oh my god it was unreal I cried on the court it was incredible um I've always been like a super emotional person like a very outwardly emotional I haven't been able to hide my emotions ever in my life especially in volleyball um (laughs) I would like every loss would break me but break my heart like I was you know crying high-fiving the girls saying good game um just because we were all so invested and I loved the game and I even loved that part of it, even when it hurt the absolute most, like it was so sweet because I knew that we were building towards a di- like building, you know, a dynasty for Carolina volleyball back up to where we were. And then even better than that, I know that that's where it's going to go. Um, so yeah, it was a very special season.
1: Would you, would you ever anticipate trying to take a college coaching position?
0: About, that- So when I came home, when I came home from college, I was like, I don't think I can coach, I think it would be just too painful. You know, like you, you, you get better, like, like we said, you get better and better and better your senior year, you peak. And if you don't go play professionally, then your career is over when you're the best you've ever been. And it's really scary. Um, So it was, I I was like, I just think it'd be too hard. So the first like two weeks that lasted two weeks. And then I texted Brendan, and I was like, please let me in the gym, like I'll shag balls, I don't care. Um, (laughs) You know, Like um, when I first started coaching, I was like, this is exactly what I am meant to do. I want to be a college coach, I want to, you know, I want to go I want to be the top of the top. Um, And since then, I think that's changed for me a little bit. Um, Just speaking with Terry a lot about his time as a head coach at um, Pacific and at Oregon state. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's for me. Um, I, I love investing in, in the young girls. It's really fun watching them grow. I think that's more my lane. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: I understand that. I know my like right now with, with running a club, I completely get it. Um, stay in the just coaching side of it. I'll give you that advice because the rest is awful paperwork yeah, <laughs> but
0: <laughs> that's what uh, Terry says
1: <laughs> yes it it definitely is uh but the the whole coaching side, you know teenagers and everything is is it is a lot more rewarding because you get to see those big jumps those yeah. big get filled, which I think is a lot more enjoyable um uh I know for me, my dream is to just is to coach college. And even if it's just for a season, you know, I can say I accomplished it. And I know the big thing is still continuing to play, whether it's pickup, whether it's tournaments, whatever it is. um, Would you, would you consider trying to try out, like try out and compete in like AVP tournaments? And if you do, who would be your partner?
0: Hmm. So, Since I graduated early, um, I was considering playing beach uh, because I would have been able to play two seasons Um, because it would technically still be one year of another sport, but it's in the spring. So I could start immediately that spring and then play the next spring as well. Um, But I had been away from beach volleyball since I was a junior in high school. And since that point, the game has absolutely taken off I mean when I when I came home to to coach at wave I I helped out on the beach side as well and I would jump in to like play with the odd man out and it was I could not catch up oh my god they are so good like at at 15 me and my partner at the time won a national tournament um which says a lot to our talent then but if those exact national championship girls at 15 played 15 year olds now. Oh my god, we would lose like 12 to 21. It would be so, you know, like they are so good now. Um so I I didn't think that college beach was right for me. I'm I'm short I, you know, I don't know. I'm I have a bad shoulder too, like I I didn't think it was the right fit. Um I didn't want to go to grad school. <laughs> like I didn't I was done with school. I don't want homework or tests anymore. Um, So I don't know about AVP, because that would even be the next level. Um, I would love to just compete, though, because it it is really fun. Like, local tournaments are super fun. I mean, we play there. There's a a July 4th tournament that goes on every year here um, or in San Diego and Encinitas at Moonlight Beach. Um, It's a four-on-four tournament. It's super fun like invite only, it's really high level. Um, That's probably the highest level that I would want to compete at. But if I did, let's imagine that I did. Um, I would want to play with my heart says to play with Rachel Wilson, who was my beach partner at the time when we won the national tournament, um, when we were kids, but I want to play with a blocker because I love defense, obviously, and I don't want to have to do both. So I want to play with someone really tall and really strong. Uh, probably Summer Nash. She coaches at Wave. She's played in a couple AVP tournaments. Um, she played at Florida International University. Uh, she's really talented. So that's probably who I'd play with. Long, okay. Very long answer, just to give you that answer. Sorry.
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, do the process. I do the same thing. Uh, Now, what's your like with with club and everything? I know there's a lot of like give back with you know, uh, more of a charity family community feel for everything with you know, all those guidelines. Um, or should I say like backbone? Uh, what are you doing? I know, especially with club, I know you guys are you you have your own programs and stuff. What are you doing like personally to kind of give back? Uh, whether it's just regular community, the volleyball community. You know anything and everything
0: um I I can't say that I like completely selflessly give Mm -hmm. um I do a lot of private lessons which I get paid for but I love that opportunity to really connect one-on-one with the girls um I only have two girls that I give privates to regularly right now um and I I try really hard to take to take the opportunity to to try and mentor them you know like I, we talk a lot about like during the water breaks and while we shag I try and bring up like life and you know like what they're doing at home and how school's going um but when we like when we stretch and when we're done like I try to remind them like, you know, being grateful for our bodies exactly the way they are, they allow us to run and jump and, you know, dig volleyballs and play really hard. Um, and trying to remind them too that, like, their minds are great, and they're smart, and they have bright future, I don't know, that, that's, it's obviously not completely selfless, because they get paid for
1: those. But but it's um, still it's still something that that you give unsolicited like you you're not you're not you're doing that side out of your out of your own heart, and it's not like they're not asking you to do it their parents aren't asking you to say that that's you trying to give back to them what you wanted or got you know from somebody else, and you're trying to just make sure that it goes through that cycle and that one day they do the same thing
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Thanks for I saying. Mean,
1: that. I, yeah, I mean, I I try to do the same thing. I mean, and it's it means it means a lot more coming from obviously a female. But when I know for me, when I have you know athletes that trust me to coach them, it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Men's volleyball is not huge down here, so um, I deal mainly with females right now. So it's yeah. some of the conversations are hilarious because they're, I'm just like, okay, look, I'm, I'm married. Um, uh, it's, it's nothing I haven't heard. So just don't say anything around me that you don't want your parents to hear and we're <laughs> fine. So, but it is, it, it still is, even though you are getting paid for it, you're still, I, I still feel like you that you are giving back. So it still is some form of, you know, family feel.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I, I try. I think that the coaching role the role of a coach is an extremely powerful role can um, men- do a lot of good with it yeah um so it's 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 important to take advantage of those small opportunities yeah when a, when a player trusts you it it's yeah something really special
1: and you know you end up Especially um, now, are you coaching club? Like, do you, do you have a team right now or had a team before all this happened?
0: Yeah, so we actually started practices back up. I'm the head coach of the 11-2s team at Wave um, and the assistant coach for the 16-3s. Yeah, so we've had, we've had a few practices. Next week is actually our last week. But, yeah, we've been able to get back in the gym, which has been really fun.
1: I mean, in, in, even then, even going to practice, you know, they get to learn from you. Whether it's just, you know, them just finding out who you are, you know, is something to look up to, you know, or them asking questions and you get to answer those, you know, it's not like honestly, but it's like unapologetically, you get to give them, you know, obviously age level responses, (laughs) you know,
0: Um,
1: know, 11s, you're not going to say certain things that you are 16s, but um, you get to kind of... Give them a view that, and it's nothing to the parents, but it's a view that maybe some of the parents aren't going to see it that way anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like we were saying earlier, you know, they're, they confide in you. So yeah. it's, you end up having like a big sibling, which is, you know, it's, it's a very rewarding process. And very, it, I still think it's, you know, even though you do get paid, I still think it's almost like a very giving position. Because you, I think we as coaches, we end up sitting up at night still thinking, you know, are they doing okay? You know, we had had a talk at practice or I saw something happen and you didn't want to bring it up right then. And you're like, you know, I I, I don't want to text them. You know, I don't want to make them feel pressured. And you, you know, I think athletes do, if they don't now, they should understand that we are thinking of them and hoping that everything goes right. And yeah, God bless that they don't encounter any problems in life, but you know, yeah. they will. So yeah, it's absolutely. like, what are the little like team bonding things that that, that you like doing in club that, that kind of help them, you know, build with you?
0: Well, for my, so this is actually my first season coaching club, my first like full or what would have been my first full season. Um, during the lockdown, um, my 11s and I would have weekly zoom meetings. Um, and we would pretty much never talk about volleyball, we were always talking about we'd have like fun games to play, we do like scavenger hunts and charades. And um, that was really fun just to get to know them on that level. Um, a fun little, you know, like escape. Um, we talk about politics, we talk about I mean, even with the 11 year olds, like I, I bring up, you know, we brought up like the, the protests going on. And we talk about, you know, very real stuff that I think kids are super powerful. And, and I want them to know that too. And with my 16s, um, you know, we went bowling at the beginning of the season. Um, but every practice, pretty much every practice, we start off with three on three queens. Um, which can sometimes be unproductive volleyball wise, but it's so much fun to them that it ends up being productive, whether or not they skill wise get better because, you know, it reminds them how much they love the game. It's just super fun. And, you know, our, my head coach, Chris Morris, and I will jump in and play with them. Um, so that's a great way that we've bonded as well. Um yeah we talk about politics with that team too all the time, yeah we had like a big team discussion um yeah we we're we're definitely close off the court.
1: I think it's still pretty funny too, how some of the younger kids are so honest like there's yes. no filter
0: none, none. It's amazing. they're like walking orbs of truth, like they just spew the truth all the time, unfiltered. it's so awesome. <laughs>
1: And i i I love the kids I mean you obviously you have the shy ones, but I love the ones who walk in even just like the first five minutes of meeting you and they do not care no, and those yeah. are those are usually the ones that have the most fun like the most fun coaching too.
0: oh yeah, even if like no matter how good they are at volleyball, they're just so funny and like <laughs> fun to be around and one of I have one of those I have a bunch of them on my elevens team, but one of them um her name's Reed. She's crazy, she's so funny, such a spaz. Like no matter how she's playing, she's always, she always has a good attitude. There's only one time that I had to talk to her about her attitude, otherwise she's a, a fantastic teammate. Um, one time she walked in, the one time that I had to talk to her, she walked in, actually this was a separate time, but she walked in, I was like, hey Reed, like, you okay? She's like, I don't wanna be here. And then like, <laughs> Just kept walking and started warming up. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're so funny. And she still like, you know, had a had to mediocre attitude. She had a good practice, but like she's they're just they tell the truth. You can definitely rely on that.
1: <laughs> and then you have on oh, like the opposite side of it, I know whenever we had birthdays or something, we'd always plan something like the end of practice. Mm. And you have like you have that honesty, and then there's been plenty of times, and I'm gonna attribute it to to me being a guy, and I will get kicked out of that birthday circle, and they're like, no 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 no, you're not involved in this. This is team only. <laughs> and then my assistant coach for like the 14s, she was a senior in high school. And she's like, oh no no no, Bronwyn, come here, come here, come here. And I just look at them and go, okay, I'll just tear down the net. Don't worry about me. <laughs> But, you know, it's still funny. I I, I applaud them, you know, for for even And it it is funny. I've always told them, and I'm sure you do, you know, at a young age, like have a voice. Even at 10 or 9 years old when you barely even know what you're doing, have a voice. Yeah. Because those coaches that are, you know, two, three, four times your age, they appreciate it. And you You end up finding out what – what sarcasm is at a young age? What yeah. what the, what the tone you use means, and you know some of them go, yeah, no, that's not what I meant, but you understand, yeah, you know, and it's it's still it's still fun regardless. Yeah. I think I think when they do that in the middle of a tense game, it kind of shows their character, yeah, and it shows how much they grow. I yeah. mean, I had. And I'm, I I know you had it with, like, the 11s you deal with, um, you know, those tournaments where you have parents that will walk up to you and go, you know what, that's, like, the most lively bunch of kids I've seen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that speaks worlds, and, like, it speaks worlds to those kids. And I know, me personally, I never take credit for that.
0: Oh, yeah. That's like, definitely just their natural personalities, the way that they can just get along with each other Like, no matter what, that's just, like, you can't teach. You can help guide them to being a good teammate and, you know, give them tips along the way. But them just naturally, like, gravitating towards each other, lifting each other up, being encouraging, that just kind of comes natural to to certain people and it's really special to watch. Yeah.
1: Now, how would you, how would you tell, okay, this is going to be, it's going to be a little, answer this how you want. how would you tell that person that you can see that they're just not, that it just, it looks like, although they love being with their friends, that this is just not for them? How would you break it to that athlete? Or do you? Or like, do you let it take its course?
0: I think there comes a point where you, you know, if you're like 17 years old and you're just not very good, um, I don't know if it would ever be my place to be like, let's try, you know, math. Let's maybe a trumpet is good for you. You know, let's try something else. I don't know if that would ever be my place. Um, but if it ever were, I would, it, they would have to be older. I think with young girls, like just letting them have a good time with the sport is totally fine. Like if they're, you know if they can make it to practice twice a week and have a good attitude and contribute in some way, whether it's skill wise or not, then like, so be it. If they're having a good time, then that's great. But yeah, there definitely comes a point at like 17 years old, if you're just not good, you know, then I don't know, I really don't know how I would break it to them. That'd be tough. I would honestly I've never had to do something like that. I'd probably let tryouts just run their course. I have no idea.
1: Yeah. And that, yeah. that, that opens up a whole other just can of worms, man. I've yeah. ooh, I know, I've had I've seen parents who don't agree with how teams get placed in, in clubs and I kinda look at it and go, Okay, well, you know, if you treat it like a job interview you know, you know they're they're going to hire people for certain reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can if you can narrow it down like that, and then I think you you take a different view at it. Like if you put if you put it in the parents' shoes, and you say, "Hey, your kids are going for their first job interview." That's basically what this is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you can go from there and realize, okay, well, you know, I did this, this, and this, and these girls that I watched that got on the team. I saw them do A through E really well. I think if we can start getting, like, as coaches and players, if we can start getting those athletes to think like that, I think it makes the whole mindset of that human being more productive. And it's not so much about making the sport better, but I think it starts to get us out of that funk of participation. Yeah. And everybody makes it. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. Like, I feel bad when I have to turn somebody away.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, especially at a young age, because I'm like, okay, you know, some of these girls, I, I don't want to put 1415 people on a team.
0: Yeah,
1: and it gets very hard. And it's, I mean, I don't know, it's I think, like, the question I asked you is one of those where you there's no, there's there's no right answer. There can be a lot of wrong ones, though
0: yeah
1: (laughs) i I think it's more of a situational thing yeah it's with the
0: younger girls with i mean with the younger girls like there's already such a range on my team alone of skill that it's it's tough to balance like i want to you know push the girls who i think actually have real potential at the sport of volleyball um, while also, like, lifting up the girls who are just there, you know, to have a good time. Um, that's already difficult. If I added more girls to my team, it would, you know, it would be pretty tough. Um, there, Yeah, there's obviously a point where you've got to make the cuts, and it's hard. Um, and a lot of people don't agree with it, especially the parents. The involved parents really don't like it. Even at, like, 9 and 10 years old, they... <laughs> have something to say, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, there, there's definitely a point where you got to
1: tell them no difficult topic. I mean, yeah, that's why people get paid money to do this. Yeah. I mean, to have that one position almost to just do damage control. Yeah. And it's I mean, especially like either just getting out of college. And I know this year I had two high school seniors helping coach um, younger teams. And I know one of them was like, bring it on. I don't care. I- I'll talk to anybody. You know, and I'm kind of like, all right, I like that. But let's, let's, let's like just wait. Yeah. Let me handle some of this. It back. <laughs> but, you know, I love the fire. Yeah. And I think it does get, it does get hard when you start taking your first, your first teams. And then you start hitting those first big speed bumps because you're like, The moment you go oh it's all going really well and then here it comes you know and then it goes one after another after another and you know even you know i make mistakes like that and i'm sure you will at some point and it's one of those like it's not and it's never on purpose Mm -hmm. i think that's one thing i i'm not sure if some people understand that it's not on purpose like it's basic human error or we don't see something
0: yeah definitely i think people also don't realize that like for different positions, they take a certain amount per team. So you might be the third best libero, but you're on the twos team because they're only taking two. If you're the eighth best outside, you might also be on the twos team because they took so many on the ones, you know? Like, I don't know, like, just the way the, the positions are as well factors into it for sure. So if you're on the threes team, that doesn't mean you're bad. That means that, like, there are good players in front of you and maybe they only took a certain amount on each team above you. So, yeah, there's always tons of different factors. Cutting people is really hard. Um,
1: Asking, and then then for me, like I still have, you know, I'm sure there's still athletes that want to be a part of the program after that. And then you kind of get that option. Like, you know, we have an in-house league or we have a, a training program and it's kind of like, you know, I don't, you start to get good at wording. And realize like i it's very hard for me to tell you you didn't make it, and then say, "Hey, you know, I still want you to pay money to come do this right but but then put it in a way that's kind of like, "Hey, we still do this, I want you to come in, I want you to get better, and I want to make you part of this program mm-hmm. and I think if it's just like anything else, if it's done right, then it's it gets received differently,
0: yeah. There's definitely a, with anything, there's definitely a good and a bad way to say it. Um, it's definitely just a sensitive subject for, I mean, it's hard for anyone to hear, like, you're not good enough, you know, that's a tough thing to hear. Um, hopefully, you don't have to hear it very often, but it means that, you know, I, I so, I, luckily, for the Elevens team, didn't have to make very many cuts at all, because the only age level lower was like a youth development group. So any girls that didn't make my team, which were pretty much the rest of the girls in that age group that didn't make the ones team, I think like two or three I had to, you know, cut, but we um with I coached at Torrey Pines High School and a lot of the freshmen Um, didn't make it because a lot of people try out a it's a great program, historically great program. Um, But I didn't want to just I didn't want them to start their high school career with like such a hard letdown. Um, And we usually don't call them. We just post the team online. And if you or if you see your name, great. If not, tough luck. But I wanted I called I called them each. Um, and just said, like, and I truly believe it, like, that they really put themselves on the line. That's the greatest part about sports is the vulnerability of it. To be great, you have to be wide open, vulnerable, surrendered, hands in the air, you know? Like, you have to be willing to make mistakes. You have to put yourself on the line all the time, over and over again. Um, So the fact that they did that, I mean, maybe it's not, Maybe volleyball is not their avenue for success, but it's a great character feature. That's not the right word. Characteristic. There it is. (laughs) Characteristic of each of them, like that they were willing to, you know, put themselves on the line for criticism. So that will take them far in other areas if it's not volleyball.
1: So, And you're also sitting at a very, 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 very pivotal age, too, with coaching 11s, like 11s and 12s you know, they're, they're getting into middle school and that's more dangerous now than it was when we were there. And yeah. then, um, you know, and then it's very quick. They go right to high school. So yeah. you know, as a coach, especially you're with them, you know, anywhere from six to eight months out of the year, almost, and you, you get to shape them essentially. So it's, that's another reason why I try and employ more females than I do males. Is because Mm -hmm. they they have that role model while they go through those tough times they have someone to talk to like they have someone who's going through them or they have someone they can look up to and say she's accomplished this I know I can do it
0: yeah I think being young and a woman helps with that um, relationship a lot Um, just because it's easier for them to see themselves in me as a young person and as a woman Um, but it is, it does have its challenges. Um, I think a lot of the times they want to be my friend first, um, which is where a coach might lose some respect if they give into that. Um, so I've had to be, I've had to go like, Hey, I'm so sorry. My phone died with like 20%. I don't know what happened.
1: That's all good. Balance it with the.
0: Charger in. Okay.
1: It's happened a couple times. Um. So you, like the the difference between you know kind of being the friend and then being their coach first.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I found myself having to go like completely against my personality and having to be like kind of mean for the first like two weeks. Um. (laughs) And then, you know, from there you can reel it back and still have their respect, um, but they have to know that I'm their coach first, friend second,
1: you know. So the uh, the, the last thing I had for you is um, if you're looking back on yourself when you're probably about 14, 15, you know, almost just starting out and, you know, you're finding your, kind of finding your stride, um, what advice would you give yourself and give all those girls that either listen to this or you coach, work with, or watch you, look up to you, uh, what advice would you give them as they're starting out?
0: That's a great question. Um, I would tell them that confidence is gonna take you the farthest. Um, that's first and foremost, you, you have to believe in yourself even when other people might not see what you feel um, not to let that you know dim your light um, and the second is that passion is really important and it's not weird you're not outspoken you're not too much um, being a passionate and you know loud unapologetic woman is is a great thing it's not it's not again like you're not too much it's not weird you're it's beautiful yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so um i just want to say thank you for coming on uh it means a lot i know it uh helps me realize how far out this community goes and you know to where we can kind of uh connect about things like this and you know from uh, basically across the nation and uh, especially with everything going on too. So yeah. Um, what I'm going to ask of you is if you can, um, if you, for whatever reason, however you end up back on the East coast with coaching club, um, let me know. I'll definitely come out to a tournament if I'm not already there and um, just keep all of us updated here on how coaching is going and, what you're doing with AOC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, these, the conversations you are having are super important um, as the sport grows and gets more, you know, diverse and and different as it changes, this is, these are really incredibly important conversations to have. So
1: well, I'm, thank I'm you so much.
0: super honored to be here. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you. So uh, you uh, have, have a good rest of the summer. Um, I'm sure now, uh, are things lifting in California or?
0: Yeah, they are. Um, everyone's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and for everything to like, kind of close back down. But so. yeah, for now they're open, which is great. We're taking <laughs> advantage of it and practicing. So that's been super fun. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, i go enjoy the time you have now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and,
1: um, we'll catch up with you later.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you. That would go in. All right, you too. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, I'm so sorry. My phone died with like 20%. I don't know what happened.
1: That's all good. All good. I'm to balance it with
0: the charger in. Ugh, okay.
1: It's happened a couple times. Are <laughs> um, so you know, like the the difference between you know kind of being the friend and then being their coach first
0: yeah um yeah so I I found myself having to go like completely against my personality and having to be like kind of mean for the first like two weeks um and then you know from there you can reel it back and still have their respect um but they have to know that I'm their coach first friend second
1: you know so, the, uh, the the last thing I had for you is um, if you're looking back on yourself when you're probably about 14, 15, you know, almost just starting out and, you know, you're finding your – kind of finding your stride, um, what advice would you give yourself and give all those girls that either listen to this or you coach, work with, or watch you look up to you, uh, what advice would you give them as they're starting out?
0: That's a great question. Um, I would tell them that confidence is going to take you the farthest. Um, that's first and foremost. You you have to believe in yourself, even when other people might not see what you feel, um, not to let that, you know, dim your light. Um, and the second is that passion is really important and it's not weird you're not outspoken you're not too much um being a passionate and you know loud unapologetic woman is is a great thing it's not it's not again like you're not too much it's not weird you're it's beautiful (laughs)
1: <laughs> so um I just want to say thank you for coming on. Uh it means a lot. I know it uh helps me realize how far out this community goes and you know to where we can kind of uh connect about things like this and you know from uh basically across the nation and uh especially with everything going on too. So Yeah. Um what I'm going to ask of you is if you can um if you, for whatever reason, however you end up back on the East Coast with Coaching Club, um, let me know. I'll definitely come out to a tournament if I'm not already there. And um, just keep all of us updated here on how coaching is going and what you're doing with AOC.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, these the conversations <laughs> you are having are super important um, as the sport grows and gets more, you know, diverse and and different as it changes, this is these are really incredibly important conversations to
1: have. So, well, I'm thank you so much.
0: super honored to be here. Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you. So, uh, you uh, have have a good rest this summer. Um, I'm sure now uh, are things lifting in California or?
0: Yeah, they are. Um, everyone's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and for everything to like, kind of close back down, but. Them. yeah for now they're open which is great <laughs> we're taking advantage of it and practicing so that's been super fun um yeah <laughs> okay
1: well i'll go enjoy the time you have now
0: <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> and
1: we'll catch up with you later
0: absolutely thank you so much i really appreciate it
1: oh no problem thank you I would go in all right you too Bye. bye